0: Welcome to episode 116. Are you porning out over wine? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How are y'all? It's mid-March. I know y'all know what date it is. <laughs> We're creeping along. Spring is here. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You guys, are you ready to have some fun? I feel like we need to have some fun today. And I want to talk about something that might be a little bit taboo. It might kind of shock your system a little bit. And it's this idea of porning out over wine or of your alcohol of your choice, or maybe it's a special kind of food that you like. But this whole idea, and I've I've talked about this before in classes and in my coaching program and on the podcast, but the idea of porning out over alcohol, right? So, I definitely did this in my past. I would fantasize (laughs) a lot about the alcohol. I would imagine what my favorite wine tasted like, and it had to be like this. This is how I would pour it out in my head. This is a little sample of what it used to be like for me. I would imagine the glass of red wine, okay? And I knew in my head exactly what I wanted it to taste like. So in my mind, I'm visualizing a long, thin-stemmed glass, a big globe of the wine glass, and in that wine glass is a very viscous, red, velvety, oaky, rich, like Napa Valley Cabernet or um, what else did I, a Malbec. And when I would sip that really nice, rich, thick glass of wine, and it was just a little bit tannic, and I would get like this warmth feeling that would come over me. Do you guys see, do you hear the way I described that? That was a very romantic (laughs) sounding description of what I would picture my favorite glass of wine to be. So even to to the point, like if I was at a wine bar and we're at a restaurant and I was like, it was my one night out, right? So like my husband and I have three very young kids. Or it was like in the midst of having kids and it was the first time we've been out in six months. We've got a babysitter. There's two babies at home, right? And I'm in between pregnancies. And I put so much pressure on myself and the bartender or the wine person at the restaurant that I had to have this perfect glass of wine. It was my only night out. I never get to go out. I never get to do these things. So this glass of wine had to be perfect, okay? And so I would describe to the bartender or the server, how I want this glass of wine, and I would ask if I could taste the the um, wines before I committed. And I'd be like, "Can I please taste this before I commit to a full glass?" You know, I never get to go out. Um, I really want to make this special, and I like created this big scene—not <laughs> a big scene, but I was, you know, pretty particular. And it might take me two or three samplings to get to the one that I really wanted to enjoy in it, like because I had this picture, this visualization in my brain about the taste and the flavor and the feel and the smell. Okay. So I just want to paint that picture for you. That is, um, an over desire for alcohol, right? You really like it. You picture it. You know a lot of details about it and you glamorize it. You porn out in your brain about it, right? So if you want to compare it to sex, right, like when you think about sex or if you're watching porn, you get excited ahead of time, right? So we work it up in our brains with visualizing what it's going to be like, thinking about what it's going to be like, and then it's time to have sex and like you're all in, right? Think about when you were younger, if this isn't what it's like for you now, like when you were younger, how that might be true, right? We do the same things around food say we're really lo- it's our birthday or something and we're really looking forward to having our sushi and our cake or whatever it is that we're having and we start thinking about it before that time comes right and we're imagining what kind of fish we're, we're going to have and the sushi and the experience and maybe there's cocktails and it's got to be this perfect coconut cake with layers and it's got to be fresh and not too artificially flavored you guys following me along you're getting yourself worked up ahead of time before you actually are in the experience of the food or the alcohol, okay? We do this around vacations too. Like we have so much more fun sometimes planning and visualizing and picturing this vacation ahead of time than we actually do in the moment of the vacation, right? So I refer to this process specifically around alcohol as pouring out and I talk a lot about this when I tell you all to plan your drinks 24 hours in advance at least. So I teach my clients and coach my clients on making a drink plan for the whole week. So like on Sunday, I recommend that you write out your drink plan for the week. So a lot of people are working on, you know, not drinking during the week and maybe just having like two glasses of wine or such on Friday or Saturday. That's just a very typical example. It's not what everybody does. I'm not saying that's what you should do either, but it's just a, it's an example, right? So what happens is sometimes leading up to that drink that they've planned for Friday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they start thinking about it and they start visualizing themselves having that glass of wine. They're like, okay, I just got to wait till Friday. I can't wait to have my glass of wine. I know exactly what I'm going to have. I'm going to stop at the liquor store on the way home from work and grab it so I can be ready. And they spend a lot of time thinking about that glass of wine. And then Friday comes And they're overly excited for this glass of wine or how many they planned with. And they sit down with this glass of wine and they just chug it because they're overly excited about it. They have this over-desire for the alcohol and then they find it's hard to stop at the number that they had planned for. Because those days that they weren't drinking, they were visualizing and fantasizing and pouring out (laughs) about having this glass of wine before they have it okay? So what I want to recommend sure first of all, have you done that right? So I'm guessing a lot of you guys have <laughs> and like now that you have this term in your head, you're gonna laugh at yourself whenever you find yourself doing this, whether it's food or alcohol or maybe a vacation you're pointing out ahead of time when you're thinking about, The experience of drinking the alcohol, describing how it tastes, what it's going to be like, what you want it to taste like, exactly what it's going to be. If you're spending a lot of time thinking about that ahead of your drink, then you are going to approach it with this over-desire. And I've taught you all on over-desire or desire before. Desire is that want, right? Your mouth is watering for it. You're thinking about it. You're overly excited about it, right? And when you drink from that place then you tend to drink more because your brain's like, oh, we really like that, right? Like there's a big old reward going on there. So then we, it's harder for us to pause and slow down and let that desire be present while we're drinking, especially with alcohol. Once you introduce alcohol into your brain in that moment of that desire, your brain lets up, the dopamine levels increase and your brain's like, ooh, let's go have some more. Okay. Makes sense. So you will know if you do this by Paying attention to the days that you're not drinking, if you have made a drink plan on the weekends, or if even if it is a mid a midweek drink or whatever ahead of time, and you're thinking about it all the time, so just notice if that happens for you, okay. And what you want to do in those situations, if you notice your brain pouring out (laughs) over this special glass of wine or a cocktail or whatever it is, you want to give yourself. Some equal airtime there. So you want to say, okay, <laughs> yeah, I can I can understand that I want that right now, right? Is that the only thing that I want though? What else do I want to build a desire for? That is a really, really good question. So you guys should pause the podcast and write that down. If you notice your brain porning out over a future glass of wine or cocktail or beer or whatever it is, you want to ask yourself a question. Okay. Is this the only thing I want to build my desire for? What else do I want that could be equally as exciting? And this just gives your brain a break from it, right? It's just like pausing, it steps back, it stops the the visualization of you having this glass of wine, kind of interrupts that porn out session in your head, okay? And then it helps you tap into what you actually want. Remember what you really want is to not overdrink. You really don't want to want it so much. Remember? Remember what I teach you? It's when you reduce your desire, when you reduce that want for the alcohol, that's when your freedom comes. You can take it or leave it. You're not thinking about it a lot. All of that, right? There's there's some freedom and space in your brain. That's actually what you really want. You want to go out with your friends, not worry about overdrinking, right? be able to take it or leave it easily and not worry about it so much. Okay. So you want to remember that ultimate want. That is what the true you actually wants more than that one glass of wine that you're pouring out about. So you want to give your brain an opportunity in that moment that you find yourself overthinking and, and visualizing this glass of wine an opportunity to tap in to what you truly want and desire. Okay. Also, what is true in the moment that you are thinking about that glass of wine? What have you done for yourself that day that sort of builds on your pleasure? You know, have you given yourself some downtime? Are you reading a good book? Did you follow through on what you said you were going to do? Did you exercise? Did you move your body? Like, how are you filling up your pleasure plate? (laughs) that day and notice and acknowledge what you're doing that day and what's really good and pleasurable about your current state versus thinking about what is to come in the future. Another suggestion that I have when you're in this place of pointing out, (laughs) and I just have to laugh whenever I say that, whenever you're pointing out about um, a future cocktail or something that maybe it's even just an hour from now, right? And you're overly excited about it. What is the truth that would, like, what are you hoping that that glass of wine or cocktail is going to help improve, right? So, so often we get into our heads about it and we visualize this amazing experience that we want to have with it and we visualize the taste and we porn out over it, right? But really, what is the good things about it? Like, I really want you to think about that. Like, what is it trying to solve? What are you using it to trying to solve? What do you think that you're going to feel? What do you think you're going to get to experience? And really look at the truth and the facts about that glass of wine. And what's really interesting here when you do that, if you like go to your journal and you ask yourself those questions, what's really interesting is like, it's not super compelling. Right, So like, what's the truth about the glass of wine besides how amazing it's gonna taste and the feel that you're gonna have and the story that you're telling is that you're gonna have a sip of alcohol. You might feel some warmth. It might accompany a meal. Like it's so boring if you actually look at the truth of what that glass of wine is doing for you. I actually have a a pretty awesome worksheet inside the six month coaching program. For all of you that are in the program, you have this. It's called the Tedious Powerful Worksheet. And it's really interesting to sit down with the glass of wine that you've planned for, the cocktail, and write out what your thoughts and your real tastes and experiences are with that drink. Every sip that you take, you sort of write down, what does it taste like? What am I feeling? What do I want this? How is my desire level? And you ask those questions as you're sipping on your cocktail. And what's really, really interesting when you do that, it's most of the time, it's not super interesting. It's just like, it tastes vinegar. I did this when I was working on this myself. It's like the thoughts were, it tastes kind of like vinegar. It tastes flat. I don't really want it that much. It's not interesting. But I had worked out so much in my brain, like not being aware. I had poured out ahead of time for this glass of wine, right? Or in my past when I was over drinking a lot. I built it up in my head so much that by the time I got there, I like believed that it was the best thing since sliced bread. But when you really get with it and you stay in tune and you're conscious with how it tastes and what it's like, (laughs) it's really not that interesting. I was actually talking to my friend about this today and I was telling her, this idea of porning out. And it's like <laughs> when you actually watch porn or some cheesy, you know, show and you're like, Oh, wouldn't it be so exciting? Like if you know, the mailman knocked on the door and you ended up like having an affair or something. And like when the mailman and you visualize this going down in your brain, right. And it's like kind of funny and like excited and, like, Oh yeah, that would be super cool. And then in real life, when the mailman knocks on your door and you open the door, you're like, Oh, No way. No, thank you. It's so much more. It's so much more fun in my head, right? It's the same thing about the glass of wine and the cocktail, right? We we get overly excited about it in our heads, and it's usually not that exciting in real time if you stay conscious with it and actually evaluate how it tastes, what it smells like, and what that experience is, and give it your full attention. You guys following along with me? (laughs) All right. So that's what you want to do. You want to give yourself equal airtime. You want to interrupt and start noticing when you are pointing out about a future glass of alcohol, whether that's in 30 minutes from now or four days from now. Um, a lot of times people will take a long, longer break from alcohol and then they start counting down the days to when they can drink again. like it's like after a 30 day break or a 60 day break or a 90 day break and they start playing out these scenarios in their brains and that just builds that desire and those wants ahead of time so it's like you're having urges for it and then we don't really process those urges and it's just like makes ourselves unnecessarily uncomfortable and then when it comes time to drink the alcohol we tend to overdo it because we've built up that desire over time so just to recap you want to sort of Uh, remind yourself what is true, right? So like, what do you think that the alcohol will solve for you in that moment if you find yourself pouring out in your brain? And then also just notice what is super pleasurable for you in your life in that moment today noticing if you had a break, noticing, you know, if you got a good night's sleep, noticing your energy levels, noticing some of the the downtime you may have had, or if you're reading a good book or how you filled up your pleasure plate that day so that you don't forget. And your only thing that you have looking forward is that glass of wine or that special treat at the end of the week. And then remember how desire is built, right? Desire is really built in our heads. And the more we think about something and visualize what that experience will be like, and it may or may not even be true, the more desire we have. So when we come to drink the thing, we're going to overdrink it. So I recommend that you all work this out in your journal, ask yourself these questions. And then when you do have your planned drink, if you are drinking, You want to sit down with, a. if you're in the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living coaching program, use that tedious, powerful worksheet that you have to document the real experience and the taste and your desires as you're drinking with it. It's going to be super eye-opening for you. And if you don't have that worksheet, if you're just a podcast listener, sit down with your journal or just a piece of paper and write down while you're drinking your planned drink, what it tastes like, what your desire levels are. Um, what it smells like, like really get specific there so that you can see the difference. It was like that for me. So I used to fantasize about this this glass of wine. I used to want it really, really bad. But when I got super conscious of it, when I planned my drinks in advance and I wasn't responding to my in-the-moment urges and I sat down with this glass of alcohol, I was like, why? Why am I doing this? Why do I think that this is so amazing when it tastes like vinegar? <laughs> And this was like some wine that I really, really enjoyed. It was fascinating to me. So I highly recommend that you do that. And just have a little giggle, my friends, when you think about alcohol or you're fantasizing about drinking at the end of the week that you might just be porning out. <laughs> and it's not going to help you not overdrink when the time comes. All right, my friends, I love you all so much. If you're interested in joining my Stop Over Drinking and Start Living coaching program, you better sign up soon. We're about at capacity, and I'll be shutting down registrations here in the next week. And then we'll be full for a while, and then I'll be opening them back up again. But now's the time. Summer is right around the corner. Help. Let me help you have the support on hand as we get into the summer, as things start opening back up, we're going to be out seeing our people. A lot of times (laughs) I've heard, especially from my clients, like they've been doing really well, you know, not being social, but they're a little bit worried about what happens when things start opening up and they start being around their friends again. So the stop over drinking and start living coaching program would be a really good place for you to explore exactly the kind of relationship that you want to have with alcohol. You don't Aren't. It's not a quit program. It's not a moderation program. It's a place where you come and you figure out the relationship that you want to have with alcohol. You can have some time moderating. You can have some time taking longer breaks and have the support from me and the other members on board to help you achieve your goals. So click the link in the show notes. Go watch the three videos that are there. I go over the problem, the solution, how I help you, and all of the details of the program. And then you can click the link to apply. And there's no obligation to get your application in. I read those, all of them. And if you're a good fit, I'll reach out. We'll jump on a call and I'll answer your questions. And then you can decide if you want to join the program. So hope you all have a beautiful week and we will talk to you soon. Bye for now.